What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I have a special guest, Matthew Nelson. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm really good, thanks. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Believe it or not, he's actually a client of mine, and he just got done competing in a tournament. Um, you want to kind of dive into that, man? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, it's my, my first tournament in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so I just got really passionate about this sport earlier this year. I've I've tried just about everything in terms of sports over the years, and uh, this one's really captured my attention, and uh, I always love the feeling of, of competition, just the nerves and um, all the adrenaline you get out of it. And like you said, it was uh, my first one last weekend. Was able to come away with a silver medal but other than that just the whole experience was great just one of those moments where first time doing something you'll you'll have those memories for the rest of your life and uh yeah just just an awesome time and really looking forward to the next one which happens to be in around six seven weeks time and um yeah uh big part of that next one for me is going down a weight class and uh, an essential component for that for me is uh, nutrition and training but of course um doing a bit of keto for that and uh, really looking forward to to seeing how um, I can uh, get down to that next weight class. Hey man, we'll get you down there. No problem at all. I have no doubt about it. What <laughs> uh, what got you into jiu-jitsu in the first place, man? I like, just kind of dive into the, the whole you know concept of wanting to go into martial arts sure. in the first place. Sure. Um, from um, From about, let's say 10 or 15 years ago, I was into Muay Thai a little bit, so that's more of a striking martial art. For I think most people probably know what that is, but uh, for those that don't, it's it's an offshoot or a derivative of. Um, uh, it's very similar to kickboxing, mm-hmm. and um, that was great fitness-wise. That was great. You go in, you get a good workout. Uh, but for whatever reason, striking, um, you know, being defensive and you know trying not to get punched or kicked in the head. It just, I, I don't think uh, in terms of sparring or combat or competition, it was something that really didn't mesh with me very well. And then fast forward a bunch of years later, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. And um, he consistently talked about um, keto and um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So keto was a little bit, uh, I'd say, easier for me to get into. The, the other part of uh, jiu-jitsu, there's a little bit of an intimidation there because um, it's a new sport, um, finding the right gym, wondering if I'd even like it. And um, one of the things that really pushed me towards trying it out was how pretty much to a person, everyone would say how much it, it changed their life. Um, and I was always curious what that meant. And having gone and done it now for only three or four months, so I'm really, really, really just a novice at this point, um, was just the the act of it. You walk out of the gym every time you, you do it, and you feel great. Um, and being a beginner at it every day, you're you're kind of making breakthroughs, so really trying to enjoy the beginning of the process. And, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's not for everyone, but it's it's definitely something that I'm looking to continue on doing. I'm great people. I've I've had a habit of jumping from sport to sport once something uh, once the novelty wears off. But this is something that's uh, really stuck to me and uh, really really excited at the at continuing on with it as a pretty serious hobby. So you didn't have any prior experience to any type of martial arts prior to this, right? 
Nothing close to jujitsu. A little bit of wrestling way, 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 way back in middle school, but nothing in, in terms of any serious competition or in high school or anything like that. So yeah, this is my first real experience with grappling and it's just been great so far. I have heard, you know, like like I've said myself with, with bodybuilding, you know, like it's been a life-changing sport. It's kind of bled into every other aspect of my life. I could definitely see how jiu-jitsu would kind of follow suit with that. I mean, you there's so much of a mindset aspect of the sport. And I mean, that only, you know, can emphasize every other aspect of your life. So they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And then there's other things I think you get lucky with too in terms of your first encounter or first experience with things. So the coach that I'm working with right now, we, we gel really well. And, and you with clients, I'm sure you you have a you know a good number of a good amount of experience and a good number of them, and you can tell um, how people are you know going into the process for the first time, how it is to interact and, and work with people. And I think I've been really fortunate in in terms of the relationship I have with my coaches and uh, the other students that I'm regularly um, training with. So so that really helps as well. So you've only been doing this for a few months now. This this is a really good. Uh, this is this is yeah. going to be a cool conversation because I'm excited. I mean, everything that you've learned at such a beginning stage is so fresh on your mind. Just kind of take right. us through. Like there's, like I've always wanted to kind of get into martial arts, but never pull the trigger on it. Where would you, right. like, start? Like, what would you recommend? How do you find a good gym? Like, just kind of walk us through a hypothetical scenario in which somebody's asking you how to get started, basically. Yeah, sure. That's a great question. So there's a number of gyms here. Um, being in um, Singapore, so I'm over in Asia, and I've been here for five years. And it's a relatively small island city-state of close to five million people. From, coming from Canada, which is the exact opposite of that huge area, cities are really spread out. Things are pretty compact here. And even though the population, depending how you look at it, that's either small or large compared to the land mass that it's on, uh, there are a number of gyms, so I had a number of choices. There's a pretty um, well-known, well-regarded gym in the area that I looked into um, signing up with. They offered a specific type of jiu-jitsu. So jiu-jitsu is largely broken down between two different major styles. One is called no-gi, and the other is called gi. No-gi essentially means that you're showing up in uh, some form of t-shirts and shorts. That could be the you know form-fitting spandex or compression gear the other kind of, uh, kind of jiu-jitsu is called gi or kimono so you're wearing something very similar to what you'd see someone in taekwondo or karate wear uh, they call it a kimono or a gi and that's the that's the origin of the sport so i'm into gi or um, kimono jiu-jitsu originally i wanted to go for no gi and for one reason or another um the the, the school that i really wanted to sign up for they had just stopped offering um, a particular type of nogi. And um, that pushed me towards this other school that happened to be literally two blocks away from where I live. And the first instructor I dealt with there, he was really passionate about gi jiu-jitsu. And, you know, that that's one thing that uh, I'm really interested in is if I see enthusiasm or passion from someone and um, it's not it's not necessarily like they're trying to sell me on something. You, you kind of hear it in their voice about, mm -hmm. hey, I, this is what I love. This is what I like doing. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, yeah, you, you kind of got my interest now. What like why do you love it? What's the rationale for that? And the the, the initial coach, he 
he really uh, was able to um, say a couple things that really had me saying, okay, well, let me give this a try. Because, you know, I had no actual experience with it. So all my interest was just based on things that I was hearing. So getting back to your question there uh, of how does somebody go about doing that? Um, biggest factor for me was how do I make it easy for me to get to where I'm going to train? And uh, I was really fortunate um, finding a place that's extremely close to, to where I live. So that's that's number one. I think removing all potential um, barriers that would prevent you from training. So location is a big one. Um, the other one is what is the, the, the mood and the atmosphere in the gym? What's the... Um, what is the culture that Jim is trying to promote? And I found everybody in the gym so far, very approachable, very inclusive, being from um, a background of trying a lot of different sports. Um, at once things are, people are all the same everywhere. You're going to find cliques. You're going to find uh, people with bad attitudes. You're going to find people with good attitudes, but so far being four months in, um, I, I've witnessed a pretty consistent culture with the gym. So that's, that's really just a, an individual. I think it's a, a thing that, that I mesh with. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's enough people at the gym that I go to that are that sort of have the same philosophy towards training that I do. And that is, I'm not trying to show up and, you know, bide my time till I can hopefully beat everybody in the gym. I mean, hey, that winning or winning in a, or, or having victory in like a spar or a training match, that, that feels good. I'm not going to say that doesn't. That's far from the point. Um, I want to improve. I want to know that um, other people are concerned about my safety. Um, because in the past, if I was doing something in, say, Muay Thai or kickboxing, and this is not to say any of the gyms that I went to before were, were bad, but you'd hop in the ring, and if you're not prepared to spar or to, to do uh, realistic training, and you don't know defensive postures, and you get popped in the head a couple of times, it's not the most fun thing, and it kind of pushes you away from the gym. So, really, um, is the gym going to teach you the fundamentals? And as a newcomer, that's a tough one to really assess. I think most places will offer free trials. And so you can go in there and check it out. And how do they handle you as a, as a newcomer? Or is the, is the person that's uh, getting paid, is the gym owner treating you nice? Probably are, right? Because they want to get more clients. But what about the other students? Um, if there's some people that are jerks, are they... Are they front and center in the, the the group that you're training with, or is that kind of behavior more pushed to the side and and um, you know not not so welcome there? So it's pretty tough. You probably have to go around and and um, get lucky to go to the first one and really love it there. Um, and I was really fortunate to have that situation. What um you said something earlier that I kind of want to touch on the the gi versus no gi. So like this guy was really passionate about the. The gi, what what made like what's what's the main motivation motivation behind that? Yeah, so before starting, no gi, that's something that I really wanted to go into because of really um, hearing the say interviews with different athletes that competed. Um, no gi, I think, is from what I can see on YouTube, what I can see on the web. That's uh, a little more in vogue right now. So that's the more popular one that's getting a lot of uh, attention, say on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If if you're just randomly searching for jujitsu, if you know what to search for now, you, you could probably make the exact opposite claim that uh, gi is, is really in fashion right now. Um, so, so no gi and gi, there's a, a, a couple different fundamental differences between them. 
Uh, some people say, hey, ghee is more traditional. That's more what it's meant to be. I can't say one way or the other. If that's the case, sure. I, I don't know enough about the sport right now to say if that's true or not. Uh, for ghee, what I liked uh, about it, and um, mind you, I still haven't taken a no ghee lesson, so that could change on a dime if I decide to get into that. But for now, I'm pretty committed to ghee. Um, ghee, uh, it's, it, you have a lot more what's called grips. So the, the fabric that you're wearing, it's anything but, uh, it's like the opposite of compression gear. It's a pretty heavy fabric. So you're wearing this, this jacket, like I said, that looks like um, a karate uniform. And pretty much the first thing you do when you're going up against an opponent is you're trying to establish grips. So there's real emphasis on um, finger, wrist, and forearm strength. And that that was interesting to me because the sport that I was into last year off and on was uh, bouldering, so the form of rock climbing. And that mm -hmm. sport is 90% about hand strength and grip strength. And, um, it's a, and you know, I've, I've in the past, I've really been in these sort of niche or offshoot type training programs. And I really love to geek out about um, grip strength training. So I've been collecting a bunch of uh, different grip strength training tools and implements over the last couple months and that's something that's that's pretty cool because um you got to manage inflammation in your uh fingers because the the muscle tissue there is not like your say biceps or quads or something like that uh but you know the on the other hand it doesn't tax your cns system so you can so far i'm gonna uh, you know i'm learning the protocols for that but just being able to dive into details something like grip training um uh, that goes along uh, with supplementing uh, your gi training. I, I love that. That's something that, that keeps my mind busy, keeps my mind focused. How do I apply and, and uh, complement my uh, gi training? So that, that might be a bit, kind of an odd answer. Um, and yeah, I've, I've just fallen in, in love with it. Um, the other thing about gi is the gi itself is actually a weapon, whether it be your own sleeve on your own jacket or the other person's. Um, a really big part of gi jiu-jitsu is uh, submissions so using your own gi or the other person's gi to um effectively perform a choke on someone else that that's pretty neat too it's not fun having it done to you uh actually no i, I won't say that when you're when you're getting choked out in jujitsu and um you know you're done for it's a really uh you know you've, you've been defeated if that happens to you but when it's done it's it leaves you with this sensation in your mind like holy cow like that it's a pretty extreme sensation so being able to um dive into that adrenaline part of your body that's a pretty cool sensation it's pretty hard to compare it to other things it's got to be pretty humbling i would imagine for sure absolutely absolutely i've often just wanted to go into like one of those like dojos or something when i'm <laughs> just pissed off with the world and just start sparring with somebody and then let them just totally destroy me so I can just snap back to reality. Yeah, actually that's a that's a good thing to mention is in the you know, you went back to how do you approach it and get into it. I, I think I was really lucky since the place I go to offers morning and night classes. The morning classes aren't very well attended, which is good for me um compared to the night classes so you'll have a pretty full house at night and not such a full house in the morning so i was really able to um get a lot of training in the fundamental movements of the sport so what you know this is just individual drilling uh and, and that's another thing that appealed to me in, in terms of philosophy and it goes into your question about how do you pick a gym is 
if you if you're able to give me the sport and you're able to say here's the foundation and it and it's the building blocks then you got me then you're like okay this seems like a pretty um i don't know if the word scientific but there's there's a real progression to how you're introducing me to the sport fast forward about six weeks in uh, i went into one of the night classes and it was uh two classes back to back one was a fundamental class where you're learning these different partner interactions and i i'm all full of nerves and i'm just on edge i'm just hoping not to make a fool of myself the whole time uh, but you're you're just your eyes are wide open you're trying to absorb and digest as much as you can and then that takes you into the second class and the head instructor goes to the front and says okay everybody find a partner uh, we're going to do some sparring. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh, okay. I guess we're doing this right now. And, you know, half of me was scared. The other half was, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's see how it goes. And, um, your instincts kick over and uh, your instincts kick in and looking back and, um, you know, going on YouTube tutorials and looking up things, what happens in your first jujitsu lesson or your first spar. And I think almost every newcomer to the sport, they're seen as a, you got to be careful with them because you dive into these animal instincts and you're known as kind of um, pretty histrionic and uh, quote unquote spazzy mm-hmm. and you're all over the place and you, and you're just sort of like a wild animal fight or flight. And, and, it, and it's true. You're doing these things and, and you're in a position you're thinking, oh, okay, I, I, I remember playing uh, uh, the UFC video game and I was in this, uh, my character was in this position and here's what I did to get out of it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's one of those things where you think you look a certain way, but you really look the opposite. But yeah, you, you really get to tap into that primal side of you because this, the sparring is, you can go to 99% intensity uh, because usually the way a match ends, uh, you're you're tapping out because of a submission or the, the clock runs out. And I found that to be a big difference between um, jiu-jitsu and a striking art. So there's not, there's not any striking in jiu-jitsu, right? It's all about leveraging, uh, you know, leverage points, momentum, um, body weight, yep. whatnot. Yeah, that's See, exactly I think that right. is. I think that's more of an art form. I mean, not taking anything away from striking sports, but with with that with jujitsu, it's it's like a it's like a dance almost. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and that's one thing where um, I I like not getting punched in the head personally. Uh, yeah, I, re- I, I think respect most boxing. <laughs> I really respect boxing and I, I love, uh, you know, watching somebody who's, who's proficient shadow box or, or hit a heavy bag or throw combos. It just, it looks really nice, but yeah, I, I just can't, maybe it's a training thing. I need more exposure to it, to, to really know what I'm doing, but that, that's just something where even on a good day, if you're sparring a lot, you're probably getting hit in the head quite a bit. And, um, yeah, for jujitsu, you're right. No striking. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, just to talk to talk about jujitsu on its own, right? There's there's a lot of puzzle solving, and I've heard this described by a number of people before. Is that no matter what level you're at, you, there's so much you don't know, and that if you like that, that's great, right? Because you look, I look back two weeks ago or four weeks ago, and you just you're you're changing so much. Your approach to things, your thought about things, the things that you were struggling to figure out the mechanics to and you had to think your way through every little part of a movement for two to two weeks later four weeks later that stuff's just automatic but hey you got a hundred other things that you got to deal with now at the same time uh where the last thing that you're you're just able to accomplish is under your belt now i really like that you refer to yourself and others in the in the there's you know students like that alone 
kind of speaks to the volume of the mindset behind all the athletes there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a pretty big community. And if you're not into the sport, you're probably not going to notice it at all. But then once you get involved and you, you meet new people and you hear different philosophies or you hear different people's approach to things, um, you got the people that are just natural with it. Uh, you got the people that have been training for a long, long, long time. And they're the, compared to you, you know, they're the grandmaster and you really, you really, you said the word before, uh, I think humility or, or, or having, uh, you know, feeling humbled if you go in and mm-hmm. um, spar with someone. And yeah, just yesterday I was in for a class and uh, I was going up against someone who uh, was a, is a purple belt and I'm just a white belt, just a beginner. So purple belt's been going for a number of years and yeah, <laughs> the, the approach to that going against that kind of person is number one, you know, you respect them, not because you have to, you know, you want to respect them and, and to a large extent. Yeah, sure. You have to respect their skills, but now not being a complete beginner to it, you, you just realize what they're capable of. And it's, it's not like, Hey, on a, on a really good day, I'm going to be able to apply a technique against this person and, um, I'll find myself in an advantage. No, you're, you're there. And as a, a senior belt, there are some, some senior belts are going to, um, deliberately allow you to get into a position just to give you that kind of practice. And then they'll probably be able to take you to a different position after that. So, um, to, to see what you do with that, but really at any time, if they want to step on the gas pedal, it, it's curtains for you and not, not in a bad way and not in an, an intimidating way. It's almost more like you're awestruck by how they're able to do it. And, and a purple belt, that's, that's still two belts away from um, being a black belt. And I've never um, sparred with a black belt or a, a brown belt at this point. And so there's even higher levels to that. And that, that sort of seems endless. Right. And that, I love that. I love that there's really no finish line in sight, that there's always this, at this point, it feels like there's a really, really, really deep well that I'm able to tap into and keep going and going. Now, the different, the challenges will be different as I go. Maybe it'll be more of a refinement thing, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years from now. And and that's fine. I'll figure that out when I get there. See, that that is very cool as far as like sports go. Like so many sports out there, like your potential is is capped when you reach a certain age um, or like just a certain height or certain so many variables that you don't really have a whole lot of control over. Um, but yeah. with this, you know, it's completely based off of, you know, your skill level and your dedication to to learning, which to me, I mean, that's just like like a never ending possibility there. Yeah. And just to dive in, this is something you said there. Um made me think of training yesterday. I took uh, two three days off last week to recover after the tournament. Um, and even at that, going in training yesterday, I felt those days off. I, I felt like I was just a, a tiny step different than I was mid um, or early last week. When I get into something, I pretty much dive in head first. Uh, I, I don't really, <laughs> I'm not really measured in my approach to things. and with jujitsu, um, you know, I, I forced myself to be a bit more deliberate to say, okay, let's start off by going one or two days a week. Uh, usually if I like something, I'll just be there 
as much as I can to the point where I got to take rest so I don't burn out and make myself sick or get injured because of overtraining. So, so mm-hmm. this time I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's take a, a slower approach to things, see how it goes. And if I like it, I can ramp up. So I was able to hold myself off for around four to six weeks. And um, by that time I'd signed up for a, a three month package. And since then I've, I've signed up for a year for uh, unlimited training and the place is open six days a week. It's closed on Sundays and I'm, I'm in there pretty much all of those six days. Um, and that now I'm to the point where, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm in more of the master's category. So that's, that's the uh, 30 plus there's, there's all these different um, age divisions in jujitsu. Um, so I'm, I'm just past 40 now. So I'm, I'm an older uh, practitioner of the sport, but uh, I really don't think of that other than when it comes time to being realistic about training volume and recovery needs. But I don't, I don't feel that. I don't walk around thinking, okay, uh, I got to go slower because I'm such and such age. I, I think that's more just what are your, regardless of age, what are your body's limits um, and respecting those and what are your recovery needs and respecting that. Um, so for, for training, yeah. Um, that that's something where like uh, taking those couple of days off, you feel like you, I lost a fraction of a step, not in a bad way. I mean, that's just what happens, but just diving in and having this thing to focus on to, to sharpen up because yeah, I want to, I want to train this hard if I can, if my uh, work schedule permits, um, because I do want to progress and get better and, um, and see what I'm capable of doing in this sport. There are quite a few competitions in the area. Uh, my first one being last weekend and entered two divisions. So I entered the adult class and the masters. So the, I think that was 30 plus and the masters division. Um, that one, there, there wasn't that big of a bracket, but I was able to uh, come away with the silver medal on that and, uh, no expectations going into that, but that was a fantastic feeling. And then also going into the adult category and um, being white belts, being novices. I think we were um, we were there for weigh-ins at around 8.30 in the morning, but our divisions didn't compete probably, if I'm remember, remembering this correctly, around 5 p.m. So I had six matches total. And I consider myself someone that's born with a pretty good amount of stamina for training. Uh, I do. I've done a lot of running in the past. Uh, played a lot of ice hockey, so done a lot of training for for these types of things. But I was completely gassed out, and uh, it, you know, in a good way. Like spent, like just left it all on the mat, and did those six matches within, I think, ninety minutes to to two hours. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I I was tired. Um, How long just, does a, a match last normally? And five minutes, which is either long or short, depending how you look at it. When you're actually doing it, five minutes is a really long time, especially if you put a bunch of these uh, matches, you know, back to back. As a matter of fact, the very last match I fought, the the ref came over to me and said, "Hey, you know, do you need another ten minutes to rest up?" And and I just told him, "Hey, uh, ten minutes will help a little bit, but we might as well just do this right now because my, you know, my adrenaline was going. Let's do this. Um, I'll yeah, just give yeah. it my all." And, and another ten minutes, I, I just felt like. Yeah. Just throw me out there and see what happens. That's crazy, man. I mean, the uh, I I used to box in college, and yeah. like two minutes in the ring boxing. I mean, you're freaking destroyed. So I mean, I could only imagine five minutes on the mat. Um, yeah. Because when you're doing like combat sports like that, it's like totally different than you know, like like 
lifting, for instance, my forte with bodybuilding, like that's very like intense. Like I do supersets on everything, but there's still like a moment of breathing and, you know, grabbing a drink from your water bottle. Whereas if you're like in a combat sport, like it's freaking maximum effort, like the whole way yeah. through. Yeah. And that's the other thing is when you're at the level I am, you're, you're a beginner. Um, you have this intensity level you have to manage. And the, the combat sport thing where you have the, the fight or fight instincts going, um, maybe you're holding your breath. Maybe your whole body is rigid, intense. And when you have good training partners and you have good coaches pointing this out to you, you're, you're burning so much energy if you're not managing your breathing properly. And if you're not managing your body, uh, staying loose, uh, flowing, cause you could really just tax yourself out if you're just holding on every muscle in your body and you, you know, you you got this, you're so keyed up. You're just so, um, you, you don't want the other person to get a point on you or submit you. And so this sort of translate into to every fiber, uh, just, just holding on for dear life. And it's true. I'll be in the gym and say there's someone new coming in and you do a, uh, a round with them. And since it's a grappling art, your body's always in contact with the other person. Your, your arms grabbing their arm. You've, you've got them in a, in a particular guard position. Um, you can tell if someone's, um, rigid their body feels different you can tell if someone if you're going back and forth and say they get really tired you can feel their breathing change and so there's this there's that dynamic about the sport too that's really interesting it's not the actual technique but understanding what's happening with your opponent their energy levels um, are they breathing are they panicked are they confused you, you can't you know tell perfectly but there's a lot of clues there you can really pick up on and that that's another part of the sport that I've not been able to see in other places. You, you mentioned bodybuilding. So I do quite a bit of uh, time in the weight room as well. Um, that's probably been the one consistent sport for me, not bodybuilding itself, but um, resistance training. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for years and years and years for, you know, varying purposes, whether to be supplement training or just as my main area of training. And yeah, you're right. Uh, a really good session. You're going to go in and um, you're going to feel pretty taxed at the end of it. But it, yeah, it's a completely different kind of sensation than say a, a combat sport. With all the different kind of activities and sports that you've participated in over the years, what um, like would you say that jujitsu is kind of on the top of that list now? Do you have, like, are you going to be looking for the next thing? Or you think you're going to kind of just, you know, stay strong and steady with this for quite some time? Yeah, I plan to stay with it for quite some time. Um, I'm really hoping to be able to uh, stay injury-free, um, keep keep my body in the shape where I can actually compete on and on for for years. And I know there's probably <laughs> there's an upper. I feel there's an. I don't know if it's the case, but I feel there's a an upper age limit to where that's realistic. But uh, I think there's age categories for for that as well but those tournaments are probably pretty hard to find in terms of uh, age specific uh um competitions but yeah abs absolutely this is not the type of thing where i'm thinking to myself okay i'll do this for another three months and i'm eager to look to see what's what else is out there to be fair uh that's 
the thinking I have, that's the thinking I have for most sports. There, there are other things where I've entered obstacle course races with friends, and that's always just been, hey, we'll get together and train and do something fun for, uh, you know, six to eight weeks leading up to the event, and nothing I plan on sticking with. That, that's another thing. Uh, but when I went into other sports, say, um, like rock climbing or indoor rock climbing, the bouldering stuff, that really interested me as well. But um, did that for a few months and it was, it was great and all, but didn't, didn't have that. They didn't have the magnetism that say the, to, to me, the, the, the attraction to me that jujitsu has. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, uh, I really want to see how far I can take it. I already have plans to compete in, um, Tokyo and September. There's, there's a IBJJF Asian championships and being a beginner, you don't have to deal with that mental battle where you have a ton of expectations on yourself. So I'm really trying to savor these beginning stages because as you you get better with something, as you it becomes more and more probably of your identity where you're saying, hey, I'm a person that does this. And, you know, you have yeah, yeah. by rights. Yeah, by rights, you have goals and goals, right? You have targets and you have to work to achieve those. And um, if you don't, for whatever reason, that's some disappointment you have to deal with. And maybe it's a matter of maturity or getting older, even at this early stage of keeping those negative thoughts away from your mind. Um, I think it's always good to, uh, be self-critical, uh, be self-aware of, are you, are you performing well? You're not performing well, but at the same time that can get out of hand really quickly and being able to manage that voice that can really tear yourself down um i think that's part of the process as well uh, you know the other end of it is not caring and just treating it all as fun sure that's okay but i think that's for me at least is pretty limiting as well yeah it's the 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 mindset and outlook that one takes towards their chosen craft or sport is a very interesting interesting topic man like i've all oftentimes asked myself would i be a better athlete if I just went in and flippantly had fun with it, would I be able to, you know, produce the same kind of result that I do now if I have like an extreme intensity with my training? And and that's, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to say. Like some, t- some days I go in there, I'm just totally, you know, shooting the breeze and having fun and no expectations mm-hmm. and I, you know, perform better. Other days I go in there with just like this rip your face off intensity and, <laughs> um, you know, they, they're just different, you know, very, it varies uh, from day, day to day, but you know, knowing oneself and kind of experimenting to see where your sweet spot is, I think is, is paramount. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And I think the day-to-day thing, you're right. Uh, I don't think there's too much danger in that for the most part, but even for yourself, you probably have, um, you probably have an approach to things where you're, you're planning out your year, your month. Like there's, there's, there's thought behind what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it, right? Like you're saying, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like you have meta goals, you have goals for the next year, two years, and hey, this is what the next week looks like. There's definitely an approach there where I feel that whether, I don't know if it's true, but I feel there's people that they're just able to wing it. And if they're gifted or whatever the case is, and they're able to wing it and they're able to do great. <laughs> yeah, that is true, man. There's there's some people like that in every every sport. And, and like in, in scholastics too, like people just naturally incredibly smart. Sure. Um, just talented with, with, you know, a variety of different sports. Um, like the people that don't ever train or ever step foot into a gym and they'll come lift with me and they'll lift more than me. It's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I gotta admit that those people make me really jealous. Like, that's a real test of, um, 
<laughs> internal discipline for me is to say, okay, no, that that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I was with that person. Yeah, it's kind of crazy though, because like you you think to yourself, wow, what, what would they be capable of if they really put in, you know, a yeah. higher degree of intensity? But that is not them. That's not like their personality. So it, it it wouldn't even mesh, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty impressed though, man, that you got into this, you know, at in, at your current age. I mean, a lot of people, especially with sports like this, they don't venture off into a new sport that they've, you know, wanted to try in the past um especially once they get older and older they, they started getting set in their ways in life and they just you know chalk it up as days gone by opportunities lost but here you are you know at 40 winning tournaments and a new sport that you just stumbled into yeah and luckily or not for me it's about what is that feeling that I have when I'm doing it and say when I'm thinking about it or the potential of what the future looks like for that sport. And and, and I mean that in the truest sense, the feeling, uh, I don't feel like it's, the first thing I think of is, is uh, it it feels great. There's a sense of actually better way of putting it is I feel alive. Uh, there's a difference between going through the motions and doing something because you think you have to. And I get this a lot when I'm talking to friends that aren't as passionate about, um, athletics or, or fitness or physique or whatever way you want to put it. <clears throat> they say, you know, what should I do? Um, they say, here's what, here's what I'm eating, or I'm going to eat, I'm just going to eat lettuce and chicken for a whole week. Is that going to do it for me? And I'm like, Oh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bigger conversation here to have. And, and I really think it's a, a holistic approach. How, are you, what makes you happy? What, what drives you? Where, where is there excitement that you feel about it? Is there, is there hunger there? And there's a lot, I think there's a lot of different categories in life where that's uh, applicable to, I think maybe about work, it's about relationships, it's about friendships. Uh, There's a difference between um, wanting something to be a certain way and, and almost trying to force it versus is it a good fit? Um, do you gel with it? Um, and then, you know, but about jujitsu, I I think there's, I I do feel lucky because, um, I did say, put it off for a couple of years wanting to try it. There's some resistance for various reasons there. Um, and then finally jumping into it and man, I love it. You know, like I'm, I'm talking about it right now and I'm already thinking about going in uh, to the gym this week and, um, what kind of, um, training can I use to supplement it? Uh, what is the next competition going to feel like? So is this all encompassing approach and it's, it's, there's not a lot of negativity or, um, internal hesitation about it. It's just this sort of all in internal rah, rah kind of approach to it. So, so yeah, the, the, I hear what you're saying about the age thing, but I, I think, you know, shove that to the side. I think it's always good to get out of your comfort zone and um if something interests you just just go for it yeah you said something very key there the whole you know find something that excites you like people always say i'm I'm looking for happiness in life my only goal in life is to be happy but happy is like a very arbitrary you know feeling like how, how what is that like how do you find happiness but if right. you search for excitement like if you find something that excites you and you wake up with excitement and like a vigor for doing that thing like that translates to happiness and that is much more tangible i think yeah yeah because then you're engaged um and then 
that also gets to you to a place where you're not really at the mercy of is what are, what are other people thinking about when you're doing this? Are you doing it for recognition? Are you doing it for, for validation? Um, you more are doing it for a, a sense of an internal state and it's, you know, it if you got it situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what, probably a good way to put it. What about uh, your nutrition, man? Like what have you done? Um, like, Training and nutrition, like what is yep. optimal for jujitsu? Like, you know, every sport's kind of got like their own recommended training regimen. What have you mm-hmm. done to kind of supplement to improve your performance on the mats? And then what have you done with your nutrition? Yep. yep. Uh, late last year, uh, I, I started getting on a ketogenic diet that would have been about October or so. And it really was an overnight decision. I'd been aware of keto for years and years and years. And I put it in the category of, okay, that sort of sounds like this fancy word for people that just want to be different. And hey, uh, there's a lot of things in life where I'm like, that certainly describes me. But I kind of thought like, well, it doesn't sound fundamental. It doesn't sound like you have to do it. it. It sounds like it's probably just another way to get to the same spot and uh, i don't want to say i was dismissive of it but i did have in the corner of my mind i was like Ugh. you know <laughs> i just sort of had that, yeah. that kind of thought and and but that was i'd think that way about a lot of different things um I, i'd been on some pretty structured nutrition programs before uh, that that were interesting i had some success with them um but a, a really good friend of mine who's a really big fan of yours listens to all your podcasts um uh, this, this friend of mine alan song he he'd been on keto and he'd had results uh, where he'd lost a bunch of weight. And um, he and I were both really into uh, Olympic weightlifting and into meaning like we were fans of it. And, you know, whenever we'd uh, train at the gym together, we'd try to do our best uh, clean or our snatch lifts and, you know, not, there wasn't the focus of our training, but we'd certainly program it into our schedules. Yeah. And, training with him one day and I'm like, man, uh, going back to that, what I said earlier about uh, uh, jujitsu and and my coach talking about gi training and hearing his excitement and hearing him talk about it, principles behind it, results. um, And, you know, I had questions and the answers were really sound to me. And I'm like, okay, well, like literally we're we're, um, out after work. Uh, on a Wednesday night, and I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm I'm gonna try this. And so diving into it, and the next week or two after that, learning about the principles of it, what were some of the myths that I'd thought about it or, or misconceptions, and then learning the uh, quote unquote right way or, or the the proper way to do it. And that was near the end of the year, um, so I had a couple runs at it. I was pretty consistent with it for about six weeks, and um, saw some immediate results. Went um back home to Canada to see family over the holidays, so it was um, on and off the diet. And then same thing for the first, I'd say, six to eight weeks of this year, where I was sort of not too disciplined with my diet, on and off. It, I think that was mostly because my uh, I was kind of uh, adrift in my training. I wasn't really committed to any one specific program or not. I was uh, getting started on a couple different things, but really didn't have my whole act together, let's say. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like, hey, I'm, okay, uh, I'm not really approaching anything seriously. So let's just, I'll figure it out when I figure it out. Then started jujitsu in, in February. And because I wanted to get better at it, 
uh, I really, and because I didn't want to just do jujitsu, I wanted to incorporate other strength training, other energy systems training, because I, I, I want to, I want to be as good as I possibly can be, uh, forget about age, uh, how, because I love doing this sport because I like the, the feeling I have with it and because I can train a lot at it because there's competitions. So how do I figure out nutrition and when I started getting more serious about jujitsu, uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm doing the ketogenic diet, got my diet, uh, together, got more focused on that. And, and because of, uh, the kind of, uh, training volume I wanted to incorporate into that. Um, that's, that's what led me to you. And uh, I mentioned my friend, Alan, before I, I messaged him one day and said, Hey, you know, um, I was searching around the web looking for expertise to say, okay, who, who can, who has familiarity with athletics or, or training or, or, or sports that can, that I can work with so that making, making sure that, you know, I don't go too high in calories. I don't go too low in calories because I re I really do want good advice, advice that I can trust and mm -hmm. depend on because I, I felt like the amount of training that I wanted to do, I don't feel like I can just, I don't want that. I don't want to spend the time to figure it out on my own. I need some expertise in the area and that's, and, and, uh, Alan pointed me to you and, uh, yeah, working with you since then, it's, it's been great. Uh, really awesome stuff so far. I'm excited for, uh, um, ongoing. Yeah, no man, for sure. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's been a pleasure working with you as well. It's cool to, it's cool that, you know, your primary goal, as you said, was just to be the best you can be. Which, I mean, honestly, that should be everybody's primary goal, but surprisingly, it's not. But that being your decision led you to keto as your primary nutritional protocol. I mean, that right there kind of speaks volumes of the diet itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd done some Googling a couple months ago when I was, you know, looking for coaching or even looking to, to be self-critical. Okay. Is keto the right approach? To this training is it or is it the wrong approach and it, you know you you search the internet at your own hazard of course but but still you can't believe everything you read but it, the the goal there was is there something that makes a lot of sense that i can't debate that i can't argue that would lead me away from from a keto diet and reading a couple different um websites people would say oh no you don't you, you lose explosiveness if you're on keto oh you your stamina levels will dip if you're on keto so I, I read that and then I'd read a couple other posts where people say, you know, it really, it really doesn't make a difference. And, and by all means, this is all anecdotal. Um, any type of scientific papers that I try to find to, um, to read about this, I mind you, I couldn't find much. I'm not a scientist or anything. So even if I was able to find it, I probably really wouldn't be able to <laughs> make sense of it on my own. But now I have my own anecdote, right? Like I, I have my own experience with the training and I I feel I, I I certainly feel like I didn't lose any kind of explosiveness whatsoever. Uh even though I said I was really gassed out after six matches in the tournament, I think that's more of a an issue of being that was my first tournament and I was full of adrenaline and I was probably <laughs> I, I was probably just going nuts uh during during my um my competition rounds. But yeah, it's been it's been great. Um to, to go in some of the nuances of keto, it's really helpful. Um, the, the kind of, uh, 
dieting that I'm doing, or not dieting, but the kind of eating that I'm doing right now, it's really helpful in terms of training. It's it's convenient. So I can go um, do my meal preps for the week or for the day, whatever, uh, of my uh, my steaks being prepped or, you know, have butter in my coffee. I don't spend, I don't need to spend a lot of time eating or a lot of time meal prepping. And if you know, training, because I want to take on a lot of training volume and I want to be active a lot, even for lifestyle, it's helpful uh, for that. The the lack of an energy crash in the afternoon, that's awesome too. So yeah, I feel I feel great. It's, it's awesome. I, I feel it's very, for me, it works very well. I have no uh, issues with it. And, you know, I've, other people have their own reservations, I'm sure, but I feel it's been an awesome synergy between the two, between the, the jiu-jitsu training and the, the, the keto diet. Yeah, no, I'm always interested to hear, you know, different sports perspectives on the diet because, you know, there's so many stigmas um, within the different sports of, you know, what works, what wouldn't work, what's optimal, what's not optimal. And I don't know, like I, I, I truly try and have a pretty open mind towards this, but mm-hmm. I feel like any sport that I've encountered thus far, um, you know, the, the athletes seem to benefit from the diet. So I don't think it's um, mutually exclusive by any means. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, I, I have no experience with super high level uh, national level athletes or anything like that. So uh, I can't really comment on, on their approaches, but at, you know, the regional or club level competitions, You'll, you'll have people that take their nutrition pretty seriously or perhaps a lot of people just don't even talk about it unless you, you ask them specific questions. Uh, but I think nutrition, it's, listen, I've, as much as somebody that's, you know, a recreational athlete, um, I, I've spent a lot of time trying to learn and educate myself about nutrition. And you, I think you take for granted the amount of information you accumulate over time. There's a lot of things you, mm-hmm. you take for granted that you think maybe everybody knows about, but there, there's other people that they'll talk about their nutrition plan and you, and you hear what they say and you think, oh, okay, you're you're sort of at this stage of your journey of finding stuff out. And not, and I think more power to them, but I do think it takes a lot of responsibility to yourself to go out there and, and grab that information and educate yourself about it because no one can really, I feel, uh, no one can really just sort of take that information and shoot it into your head. You really got to, there's a certain fundamental level of information. I think you owe it to yourself if you're serious about it to, to take that, um, to take that on and learn it. Absolutely, man. Even if you're like not an athlete, just simply for well-being, it's, it's funny when, when I was younger, I just assumed the emphasis should be on the training um, and not so much nutrition, but like the older I've gotten, more mature I've gotten and just kind of through self-experimentation, it's it totally I mean, you have to have a good solid foundation with your nutrition in order for anything to be benefiting. Um, so huge emphasis there. But then you're absolutely right about how kind of like the progression through one's knowledge of proper nutrition, adequate supplementation, and just eating nutrient-dense foods and the quality that goes into that. Um, I, I take a lot of what I know for granted, and then I'll talk to somebody that's just getting started or asking me questions, and then what I think is common knowledge, you know, like you said, it, it kind of makes me, you know, take a double take on it because I don't realize some of the stuff that's unknown out there, but it's cool because it allows, you know, me an opportunity to, you know, give that knowledge to others that would benefit from it. Um, so yeah, I think simply having a student mentality, no matter what stage you're in is, is key 
Um, like I still learn so much about the diet and the nutrition lifestyle every single day. Like anytime I go to these conferences, I mean, I'm learning something new every single time I go every single day when I'm trying a new experimentation on myself. Like it's, it's always an ever evolving, ever learning process. Yeah. that That's critical too, is having that approach of you never have it all figured out. And I think you always have to be aware of people that, that talk in absolutes. This is the right way to do it. This is the only way to do it. Like there's always, there's always going to be some sort of new variable. There's going to be some sort of new discovery out there that's going to potentially change or improve things. Yeah, yeah. So you hit the nail on the head for me is that, that approach to nutrition or training or whatever, where you, you say, you know, nobody has it all figured out, but you know, you're, you're building off a foundation, you're building off a base. And, um, um, yeah. So I, I, I think that, that philosophy is, that's really appealing to me. Absolutely. Do, do you have curious, a lot of, um, a lot of people that I know that do martial arts and jujitsu, especially they, they try and, you know, they're more conscious of kind of like the mindfulness like they're, you know, jujitsu and mindfulness kind of hand in hand. Do you do anything outside of, you know, training such as like, like a morning routine or anything like that, you know, meditation, um, journaling, anything that kind of really proactively be in control of your thoughts? Yeah. The journaling thing is a big one. Um, I think it's critical for jujitsu because you're critically at this stage too, because I'm not going to retain all the info, um, that I learn in class every day. I look back to something I wrote two weeks ago and I forgot, you know, if I don't do that, I forgot that I even learned certain things. So just the, the, and the act of writing something down, you know, that the, the motion of, of um, taking a thought, putting it on paper, writing it in a, an online journal or something like that. I think that helps retain some of the information you're learning in class. The other part too is, is yeah, the meditation is, is a big one where as excited and happy as I am about doing this training that gets your mind really revved up to a certain state. And I love being in that state where like, yeah, 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 go, 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 go. But that, I, I think you gotta be also be able to, to temper that and see the other side of it. So that I've done meditation before, uh, different various types of practices. And, um, I walked away from it for, for quite a long time. And actually just around a month ago, uh, I've picked it back up. And so that, you know, um, breathing techniques, being able to slow the mind down a little bit, it feels good. It, it, I, I think balancing out that other side of you, that, that is go, go, go really, um, aggressive, ambitious, motivated, and then being able to cultivate that sense. I know it sort of sounds, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, woo woo, but that, that mindfulness, the, the breathing, that self-awareness being in the moment. Yeah. I, I think that's incredibly beneficial. No, no, I, I totally agree, man. Do you do use any kind of like, um, mindfulness apps or meditation apps, or do you do any kind of guided meditation or is it pretty much yeah. just all internally like controlled breathing? No, the, I love the guided stuff. Um, so I'm using that app called Headspace, I believe. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. trying that out right now. There's there's a couple guided practices that uh, are about um, training or competition, and there's a whole list of sports related and um, um, other areas of life. So that that's been great so far. So there's these series, these ten packs you can do. So I'm working my way through those a couple uh, a, a little bit, and you know I I think anything that helps you do something. So having an app. Um, to help you do that. And, you know, I'll have a, <laughs> I'll have another app that's, uh, 
that that's like a to-do list sort of thing where it keeps track of how many days in a row we're able to do something. So all these sort of little incentivizations, you know, some people will say that's just more something to get you, uh, keep you addicted to your phone. But I think as long as you have that in perspective uh, and if it helps promote doing these um, positive behaviors, then sure, why not? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think having some kind of anything to get the momentum going, you know, and yeah. that, that's key. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when is the next tournament, man? The next tournament is going to be a local one. Uh, it's going to be August 18th here in Singapore, put on by a, a local organizer. So there's, I think, quite a few people from the gym that I go to. We're all going to that one. And then what I'm really excited for is going to be the first weekend in September in Tokyo. Um, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really motivated and psyched out for that. So uh, mentioned, I think I mentioned earlier in our conversation of going down, a, yeah, I did, uh, going down a weight class. So that that's something that um, I'm really looking forward to working with you on. And, and keto is going to be a big part of that, of getting down to that next weight class. That's, you know, that that's something that's a challenge. Like I have to, there's a bit of pressure in a good way to, to get to where I need to be. Um, and you know, we're, we're less than two months from that, but, uh, yeah, I feel it's pretty doable. We went for 70 kilograms, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just under 70. Hey man, we, we can do it. I just got done updating your macros for the week, so we're going to hit the awesome. ground running. Awesome. Looking forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> well, sweet, man. Sweet. Where, where can people go to find out more about you? Or I don't know if you, you've got a website or anything. Uh, no, not, nothing too much out there. Just do Instagram and Facebook like everybody else. So I'll send you that info. <laughs> What's the Instagram? Uh, it's a, it's a kind of a funny name. So it's a, uh, best Maddie ever. So B E S T M A T T Y E V E R. So that's mostly just, uh, travel stuff on there, but just try to keep a, try to keep a pretty fun and interesting profile on there. No, very cool, man. I'll, I'll, I'll link out to that for sure. People awesome. can, uh, see your silver medal and hopefully yeah. more gold next time. Yeah, well, that's, that's the goal, man. I can't lie. You know, I do have a pretty strong competitive side of myself and absolutely that's, you know, having the silver medal, um, even though it's just a regional tournament, it does make you, Hey, I'm happy to have it, but it does make you hungry to go for uh, for first place. Definitely. Oh yeah. A taste of victory, man. You just like <laughs> get, get the, you just, you have it in you now. You're just hungry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really hungry. Shoot you, man. We'll we'll do everything we can on the nutrition side. We'll get you dialed in, and I'm excited for you, man. It's going to be good. Awesome. Thanks for all the questions, and I really enjoyed the conversation. 